Hey, here we are. Here we are. Wow. Episode 53. 53. And a new era is upon us. The virtual era. Yeah, yeah. As as you can see, we look a bit different than how we typically look. Yes. Um, We're figuring this out as we go, clearly. um, Yeah, this is going to be... One thing this will be terrible for is talking over each other. Oh my God, going to be bad. Because we do it anyway, but this is going to be way yeah. worse. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll, see, already, maybe it'll teach us to like really like give the space. The I like how your name is Al Gore. That is really awesome. Well, it just auto-generated a random name. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. just based on what you like and it give just off. Picked my, just picked my hero. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, yeah, just personal heroes, list them out. In terms, of, in terms of going green. Yeah, yeah. Go green, go um, yeah, so we're back. Matt's in LA. I'm in Boston. Catching up. I think he's frozen. So there we go. Right out the gate. Frozen as frozen gets. Okay, cool. What's cool is that where you're talking and your lips are moving like a couple seconds after. Okay, this nice. was moving so smoothly a second ago. So I know. I'm not sure what happened. I think it probably got a little... Talk now. Seems better now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Froze for a minute, but now we're back. I was faking it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. You, you got me? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you like the worst quality possible, but I think it's recording in a better quality than what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, it's good that we're struggling through this because it's like one of the biggest weeks in Boston sports. Um, yeah, in our yeah in our life, uh, it's been insane. We'll dive into that I think in a little later, bit. Right later, now. later, 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 later. Little intro. Um, so, how's the move been? Move's been good. Move's been good. So I, I packed super light. That was my strategy. I'm just gonna pack super light, knowing they give us a $200 Target gift card out here. So I'm like, okay, I'll just use that. Go get a bunch of stuff when I'm here. Don't want to pay for all that carry-on garbage anyway. I'm bad at traveling to begin with. So let me minimize the factors in which stuff could go wrong. Um, Travel by myself. That was pretty smooth, all things considered, taking off in a snowstorm. Is that your first time? First time traveling alone, yeah. But I've been doing it so much this year that it it was, it felt... Like, I didn't really, there was no point where I was like, I don't know, like, oh, where do plus I go? When you, I just, plus when you, you left so early, right? Mm-hmm. When you get on a plane at like 6 a.m., nothing matters. You're just like, get me to bed. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. Yeah, I slept most of the flight. Um, what's interesting about here is like, I'm, yeah, I came here like I've lived, you know, in Boston, like within a drive in terms of school and like moving. Now it's cross country, mm-hmm. so obviously can't do that. But um, I keep like going to Target and then coming back and being like, oh, I need like another thing. And it's just like yeah. random things. Like I'm making pasta and I'm like, oh, I don't have like a strainer. I don't have a knife. Like I don't have like stuff like that. So I guess it's a whole adult thing. They don't have like a community thing there? They do, but there's like one and I think it was being used and like they, and I don't really know where everything is quite yet. It's an interesting setup. They have some things here where I'm like for the community where I'm like, oh, didn't know they had that. And then there's like stuff that I think they should have and they don't have. So it's, well, it's, it's all right, but. Yeah. I'm a fan. The weather's great. Um, this is, I'm in Los Angeles, just for just for uh, all you viewers out there. Weather's really cool. That's a cool thing about this whole thing. What isn't cool is not being able to walk everywhere like you can in Boston. Something that uh, we've noticed here is people just like hang out on the street all day. It's the best. Yeah, they just hang out. No phones, no nothing. Like they just hang out on the sidewalk That's all day. Living, and it's man. Like, yeah, That's and they're they. Yeah, people I think are a little bit sometimes sketched out by those folks. I'm not really they don't they don't really bother anyone. I think I just don't know what they're doing. They're just they're just hanging out like up I'm and down the street. So. Yeah, life. so very interesting stuff. A uh, little bit of a culture shock, but um, yeah, we're doing well. We're doing. Well. I think in California, 
the like they just the area is so nice the weather's so nice like you're near the beach and they're like you know the taxes are high you can't really walk anywhere there's bad traffic but like the weather's nice so they just forget all that and they just hang out like they don't yeah. care that's the california lifestyle like that's the island lifestyle like you just hang mm -hmm. out yeah and that's the way i'm trying to live if i'm being honest yeah right yeah I'm it's very yeah. very interesting it's very interesting for sure the traffic is no joke they the, the people talk about the traffic being insane it is insane it is insane yeah. so how's your how's your sickness are you still fighting sickness i'm actually this is this is probably the best day um most progress i've made i think in one day um the the snuffles is is all almost all the way out what about yours you you had a i, I thought you might be dead there for a while you know who yeah. is dead now noah noah has fully contracted whatever this is and he is oh, dude, you know what's crazy what Mickey has Mickey yesterday went to the doctor has strep throat and then was like puking the whole day and had like terrible bloody noses. Yeah. What's going on? That like is insane. He was just dying. He, just Does died he, have a he, he was literally dying. I don't know what happened, yeah. but he's fine now. I, I was struggling for a couple of weeks, but I'm doing better. I Good. think I was like feeling sick. And then we went, I didn't take any medicine and we went snowboard, like skiing, snowboarding. And that didn't help me at all. And then I got bronchitis. So, yep, yep, really um, great mix. Yeah, I'm better. Yeah, I didn't I see Noah for like thirty hours straight. So that's crazy. The first thirty yeah. hours. And then I saw. And then he he was like, "Yeah, I took eight Tylenol." And then we were like, "We're gonna go out." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, Noah." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." No, I'm coming. I will yeah. be there no matter what. And proceeded to mix it with quite a lot of alcohol, but yeah. worked out for him. I did absolutely nothing for like four straight days because I had bronchitis. I felt like shit. And now my car is being shared between me and my brother. So he right. like would go to school and I would just be doing nothing. So I played this little game with myself, which was like, try and sleep in as long as you can without being mad at yourself. And never, okay. I didn't, I didn't win at all. Cause I would, no. I would either like wake up at 10 and be like, I'm so tired. I'm going back to bed. Or I'd wake up at like 1.30 and I'm like, oh, you're a bum. Like you haven't done anything with your day. Nice. So there's really no win in that game. I think I just mm -hmm. got to start pushing myself to getting up at like 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, do it. Like, at least I'll I feel really cool out here because of the time difference. And of course, like just being home anyway, for whatever reason, like like I'd wake up at like normal person times in Boston. Obviously, they're a little on the earlier side. But at home in Plymouth and at, at home, I'm like 7 a.m. I'm awake. And that's I started getting to that habit right before I came out here. So that's 4 a.m. out here. So I wake up and it's like dark and yeah, I was like, crazy. it's very odd. It's very odd. I'm slowly, slowly getting uh reverse jet lagged, but yeah. yeah. Why? You'll figure it out. Yeah. I did. I am now, um, the wagons tennis correspondent. I will say that. That's I huge. Watched, we were looking for one. I watched both seasons of that Breakpoint tennis show, which was amazing. Um, I'm going to get into that. I saw it last night. It was amazing. And then the Australian Open's on right now. So I've been watching that, which also is at like 4 a.m. So that doesn't help the whole sleep thing. But yeah. I've been I've been crushing it. Um, uh, we're rooting for Ben Shelton. That's our American. American guy, Ben Shelton. How old is he? He's 21 and he hits his serves. Like he just doesn't lose his serve. He hits his serves like 140 miles an hour. Like it's the okay, fastest word. serve in tennis and he's 21 years old. Okay. That's, that's, that feels like an American. That feels like our guy. We're just going to, we're just going to beat you with power. I mean, TFL, TFL lost last night and he's like our hyped up American. He lost last night. I um, forgot that TFO is American. Yeah. TFO American. We have this kid, Taylor Fritz, who's American. He won in straight sets last night. He's good, but he like, he was in the documentary and he's like, yeah, I'm not like confident at all in my skill. Okay, cool. So I don't really love that. And then this, kid, this kid, Ben Shelton is like 21 
and Djokovic is commenting about like how cocky he is on the court, which is like fun for tennis because good. Like, we got another McEnroe. No, I like him. Love Alcaraz too. Alcaraz is my guy. Yeah, Alcaraz is probably gonna run through it. Um, Djokovic playing on this one. Djokovic won last night. Yeah, oh, yeah, he has like ten Australian Opens. It's insane. Yeah, and he had the four-hour match against the uh, the young kid. Yeah, his first round went like four hours, but he won. He only lost one set. So that's um, crazy how that works. It's like oh, four hours long. It must have been like eight overtime. Like I just like assumed, which obviously isn't a thing in tennis, but you know what I mean. But it's not. It's just like sometimes one individual point can just last forever. Last forever. But that's also kind of just how long tennis matches go. Like if you win a set like six to three or something, it's like half an hour. So if there's four or five sets, like it's going to be four hour match. Yeah, it was just a little on the longer side, honestly. Yeah. 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 Like four hour matches aren't unusual, I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. But so yeah, I was going through perusing the Netflix last night. I saw that Captain documentary for the World Cup. That's on the list. And then also Breakpoint. So I watched that too. Captain was unreal. Also yeah. add to the list, dude. I watched it yesterday with my mom. Um Society of Snow. Right. I saw that as well. Counts as a sports movie because they were a rugby team from Uruguay. Huh. Was this uh is this the Dyatlov Pass? No, I don't know what that okay. is. Different one. That's it's yeah. yeah. Nineteen seventy two, uh Uruguayan rugby team, they're flying over the Andes to like Chile to play a match or something. And the plane goes down in the Andes. It was like forty five people, twenty seven survived the crash, and these dudes survived seventy two days in the in on the top of the Andes Mountains. Wow. Like it was negative twenty degrees, they had no water, they were melting snow every day. And they were just, they had to eat the dead passengers because that was the only food they had. So they all, like, they're obviously, they're all very, like, religious guys. So it took them so long to do it. And they're like, if I die, you can eat me, blah, 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 blah. And then they would die and they would just eat each other, which oh. they were showing it. They're showing it in the movie and it was fucking crazy. And the oh, way it was they. A movie? It was a movie. Oh, okay. It was a movie. Um, I guess like right away the search pilots came for them, but the the plane was white, so they couldn't see it in the snow. So oh. like the first couple of days they heard the planes and they're like, Oh, we're getting rescued, like we're fine. Come to think like seventy two days later. And then and then an avalanche came. This is gonna be the worst way to describe this movie. Am I do you wanna well I'm not gonna ruin it, it's just a fucking documentary. No, no, yeah. I'm probably not watching it if the cannibalism is involved, so um an avalanche came in and buried them for four days. They were in the plane, the broken plane, for four days under the snow. Ah, uh. And one dude died, and they just ate that dude for four days. Mm, that's crazy, dude. This is the create like I've been into the. I love the survival stories and crazy stuff like that. Yeah. And then like, a month goes by, and they're like, "Fuck this, we need to save ourselves." And so when the weather got a little bit nicer, these two dudes hiked like thirty-eight miles over ten days through the Andes Mountains, and like found a farmer, and it was like, "Hey, we're alive still." And they're just like, "Oh, what? That's weird." No way. That's crazy. It's been over two months, two and a half months, and you have no that's food. Absurd. Oh God, that's crazy. What a, what a, what a, that's, that's wild. I saw that on Netflix as well. I can't do two things. I like cannot watch no matter what is zombie stuff and cannibalism stuff. I don't know why. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not like queasy really by nature. Like I did violence, whatever. I was watching the equalizer last night. That's the more right. absurdly violent. I just, for some reason that just, oh, I cannot do it. When can't. people bite other people, how are you with vampires? Uh, really? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really into vampires, but zombies are sick. I can't do them. I hate them. I hate it. Yeah, not my thing for some reason. Right. But yeah, shall we get into the episode? Yeah, we're for gonna um, we're gonna go check in and see if this works, and then maybe we'll be back. Yeah, maybe we won't. Honestly, 
No idea. Um, all right, we're back. And Gerard Mayo is officially the head coach of the New England Patriots, which I don't – was he last time? I don't think so. No, 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 he wasn't. He wasn't officially yet. So, yeah, um, Gerard Mayo's in. Bill Belichick obviously out. Um, today is – what day is today? Wednesday? Wednesday, yes. Wednesday. So today was the day of their press conference, which was revealing, but also – a typical Patriots press conference, I think I would say. Yeah, I was I was really pumped to watch it. Um, I was honestly like just my takeaways from today is I love this dude. Like as a guy, as a Patriots fan, I'm pumped about him being the guy in charge. I was obviously a little skeptical because I didn't, you know, I just knew him from his you know playing days. I hadn't really heard him talk. Like he would do limited media availability, um, but the sort of general vibe I was getting from him was he is very committed to changing like the the coldness and the like secrecy which of like the patriots and like the unfriendliness like he, he i could tell like he was really like wasn't trying to take shots at bill or anything but he was making that very clear especially with the media he was like no i'm gonna have a better relationship with you guys like i'm gonna talk to you guys like i want to lean on you guys like and he talked so much about like breaking down barriers like there was a thing so, someone some reporter there's been so many today i lost track but they were like, you need a key card to go everywhere in the Patriots building. Like it's, it's a locked down. Like it's crazy. Like, I'm wondering if that's just not going to be the case now. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's really focused on like really changing that sort of vibe, which I'm, I'm so for. Right. hundred percent for, um, it seems like he, everyone was worried that he's just going to be a worse version of Belichick, like a worse defensive coach. And it seems like he really is committing to changing the whole Patriot way getting off of that, not being Bill Belichick. He said in the conference, in the press conference, um, you know, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. I'm trying to do my own thing, blah, 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 yeah. which is, I'm all in for it. That's something we were asking for and we didn't think we were going to get, which it seems like he's all in. He seems like he's a a leader of men, which I'm yeah, he, And you said it originally, like he does <laughs> give me like major Mike Tomlin vibes and Mike Vrabel vibes, like two Vrabel, very Tomlin. similar. Yeah. Like, a, like, this is going to sound bad because he's been coaching terribly, but like Frank Reich, like a leader. Yeah. No, leads the guys. Yeah, yeah. Just like one of the guys, like literally just like, I'm just going to, even listening to him today, like I'm just me and I'm listening to him. I'm like, oh yeah, I would, I would actually love to play for this guy. Like he is, I yeah. can see the thought mm-hmm. process. Originally when this all happened, obviously I was huge on the Vrabel train just because I've seen what Vrabel is. I haven't really seen what Mayo was. I was just sort of making assumptions and now, now, like I, I was mad that they had a succession plan already in place because I was like, why would you shut doors prematurely? Like you had mm-hmm. a variable co- like come open. Like why, why did we do that? Now I understand. I'm like, oh, they really like this guy was a guy in house. Like imagine this was McDaniel's. Like one, so we've seen what McDaniel's is as a head coach. Like imagine like we've seen McDaniel's do media availability, especially because he's been a head coach. Like. It's not the same. Like McDaniels is not a leader of men at all. I think he's really smart. But like Mayo is like I can I can really see why they did that, and I'm I'm fully on board with that decision. Same. I think it's super important for the head coach to kind of be the. I mean, if he's going to be that guy in the building, you got to set the narrative. And he talked about it so much today, which to me at a certain point was a little over the top. Like I turned it off after a certain. Yeah, it's tricky too. He was getting peppered with questions. He was, which is tough. It's so tough following up Bill Belichick. Like there's no winning for him at all. Oh, none. Yeah. No. The only thing my dad was telling me, it's like when you move on from such a hard, like a strict coach like that, you got to go to a guy that's 
friendly and that the players love because you can't just keep berating these guys. Like May was saying it himself, he had to leave football because he was getting kind of tired of Bill. Like mm-hmm. UD clearly was tired of Bill, and a lot of yep. a lot of players were kind of done with his. I'll say shenanigans, but it's it's his way of his way of coaching. So um, yeah, it's you have a guy that I think everyone in the building is going to love. Um, I'm excited. I mean. There's, I knew you would eventually turn and be optimistic no matter what. Like you would love this guy regardless of what yeah. he had to say. I, yeah. I was hopeful just because I thought he would be like the, the, the players coach that everyone was going to love, and it seems like that's what he's got. He just, yeah. Main part of the, the press conference was like, let's just change the narrative in the building. He, he said in the building five hundred thousand times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And one thing like. Going off that, like something that I was noting, because I just looked up like Gerard Mayo interview because I didn't realize like he did the presser and then he did like 10 other interviews with the local stations yeah. after and his energy was up here the entire time. And that was huge to me. Like Belichick would never do that ever. And like just little things like he was sitting down at the pre- at the presser, like so chill, like smiles everywhere. Like even Bill on like his introductory presser when it's supposed to be as positive as it is 24 years ago. Even the ending presser, which is also supposed to be, you know, that type of vibe because it was like celebratory, wasn't that vibe at all. He always had the podium and everything like that was that for me was a huge like green flag. I'm like, okay, this guy is super committed to like bringing a like collaborative and open and friendly vibe, which, yeah, I think that's great. It was awesome awesome just to hear him talk. Oh, for sure. Again, we never really have. Just to have a guy answer a question is is literally game changing for us. Yeah, yeah no, right? I know. And, and what about all this media? You could almost hear it. And like he he's addressing so much of the, so many of the reporters by their first name. Like when have yeah. you ever heard Bill do that? Unless he's like Matt, where he's like, "Come on, Tom," you know. But like yeah. Mayo, like a bunch of their, oh hey, like Sarah, like what are like? It's like oh that's yeah. All of yeah, a sudden, no, that's awesome. I'm excited for at least that aspect of football, even if we're shit, it's going to be like, well, we have, we're going to have more stuff to talk about because yeah, it's not just so true. cutting us out again. Yeah. So true. Um, even the race stuff like was clumsy a little bit in my opinion, but like, it's such, again, like I'm not holding him. Why, you, see color? you see color. What? Yeah, see no. Color. And it's like, even in that, I'm like, I don't like, yeah, that was kind of weird, but I'm like, why are we even asking? Like, if, if I know. Anything, so like anything, there's always too many, there's always a question too far but it was yeah and he did fine and again he's a football coach like he's on an orator and like he's pretty great at that for a football so it's like i'm not holding that at all no and that was well first i think that was a good answer but also oh, me too me too me it was too. it was funny just to see i love first off i'm pro old people being of in power Okay. like not not i don't want bill belichick he's not gonna answer questions he's not old enough i need robert Kraft. Because him being so mispronouncing Mayo's brother's name was hilarious. I didn't see that part, dude. The very the very first second, um, Kraft is like, yeah, shout out to all Mayo's family and like name dropped all of them and pronounced his brother's names wrong. And Mayo corrected him. It was like, it's a black person name. I'll take care of it. Like I got you. Oh, that's right. That's how we like started it, right? Yeah, yeah they started that. Calling him Thunder and stuff. I was like, that's awesome. I hate that. That oh, was really? so like, sucking up to me. Like I don't want to. I think this is probably how he is. I think he just, ta- I think he probably just calls everyone that. Thundercat? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm with that. That was, <laughs> that was weird to me. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a little, I mean, it was a strange day for sure. At least but, cracking I mean, jokes. It was more lighthearted, which. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Like, I'm well, in. Definitely have answers. And you sent a clip, which we can, I want to play, yeah, we should play it. This is what's, yeah. If we want to transition to this sort of talk, uh, this is what 
easily got me the most fired up out of the day. This is one of the like friggin' 12 interviews he did with the local stations. I think this is the CBS uh, Boston. Yeah. Talking about the drafts. Another person that was at the presser was Mac Jones. Really? You didn't see that? He walked in, he was there listening. And a lot of reporters were like, hey, what are you going to address with the whole quarterback situation? Because they've sucked so far this year. <coughs> the balls of Mac Jones to be there and be like, I'm just going to listen hey. to the press. Like, I love my yeah. new head coach. You see Devin McCourty asking a question too? That was cool. Yeah. He was like, did you get to celebrate with your family yet? Yeah. Um, this was the clip, uh, an interview later. How excited are you for the draft? You have the third pick of the draft. Yeah. And now it's on your shoulders. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. What I'm going to say is this. We're going to draft the best player for a position that is very important. You put the pieces together. <laughs> So Gerard Mayo, the new head coach of the New England Patriots, basically just confirming that we are going to be drafting a quarterback coming. Yes. Yes. We will have the next D'Amico yeah. Ryans and CJ Stroud in New England come next playoffs. I have it in my notes. Like this is the best version of what that could be is D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud. We saw it this year. D'Amico and, and Gerard Mayo, both very similar players. I'm pretty sure they both play the same position in their, in their playing career. And yeah. both young guys, defensive guys coming into their own. D'Amico played middle linebacker for the Houston. Gerard played middle linebacker for, for the Patriots. And I'll, again, you hit on a quarterback. It's like, I know I've pounded the table so much for just getting in a young offensive guy. But like an elite, just an elite, mm, how should I say it? Like you hit on the quarterback plus like a strong defensive leader of men kind of seems like an, another amazing pairing, regardless if it's better than the offensive stuff. Like that is a great pairing. Now, again, Houston has Bobby Sloak, so it's like. Right. I Which we'll get to that later, I guess. But I, I think the only other key piece we need, because it seems like we're doing the GM thing. Yeah, if we can get into that, I have a bunch of stuff on that. They elevated that guy, the player, the development guy who's been Elliot terrible. Wolf. No, Matt Groh Bro. or something. Groh, yeah, terrorist. Been terrible. He's an actual terrorist. Yeah. I saw a picture of him in Al-Qaeda. Yep. He's a real terrorist. They like elevated his role and he's going to be picking more players, which I hate. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Same with Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf's like been with the organization like since 2020. It's like, oh, okay. So the worst years of the organization. Yeah. I, I will say if we're not going to work on the GM thing, it would be great if, um, if Mayo was that leader of men, like we talk about as the head coach. And then he lets <clears throat> his coordinators, the coordinators he picks, the offensive minds, you know, he can help with the defense, but like even bringing a good defensive guy to. And it seems like he will. I agree. I think he will, but that's, I think a next step is if he could bring in, we've been, we've been um, talking about Welker, but any offensive mind that's maybe a little different, a little new, which he mentioned that this isn't the same game it was when he got drafted, which is awesome. We love that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That was like, Oh my, yes, please. That is awesome. Finally acknowledging something that we've been, complaining to Bill Belichick about for years, but it would be huge if he could bring in an offensive mind to kind of run the offense and let them do their thing. And he's more the leader, like the, the Dan Campbell's of the world, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be huge. Um, I wouldn't, uh, in terms of GMs, like Dave Ziegler's out there, I think Dave Ziegler would be great. Um, I, yeah, I don't but I don't really know. Like it, it seemed like, at, so there was that report that came out that said they're not doing anything. Then Kraft today and Mayo, like, like hinted at they're going to make a hire. 
but I just don't think they want to commit to anything. But like, you need to hire a GM. Just hire a GM. Macro right. and Elliot Wolf have like terrible track records. Like every, there's been a bunch of really great executives for the Patriots in this in this dynasty. They've all left, and the two guys that have remained since like 2020 ish, since Brady left ish, has been Matt Grow, who's been promoted to you know uh, dra- uh, director player personnel. Like he he's the top guy besides Belichick, and then Elliot Wolf, who's the director of scouting. You know who has maybe the worst scouting in the league is the New England Patriots the last three years. So it's like, how on earth could these guys possibly be in charge? No, it's terrible. I, 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 they did hire or elevate whatever you want to say. I forget what it was. Right after the presser, one or two people, um, someone, uh, a woman, I don't know her name, was we can put it in or whatever, was uh, brought in to be like a senior vice president to Mayo okay. to like help him out. And she has never worked in football, supposedly. So whatever that means. I wonder, it's, okay, step one, complete check, good job. There's like four more really big steps that we got to hit here. The next step I think is is surrounding him. And so far, I'm a bit concerned. That's where I'm well, at we right still, now. We still haven't killed Mac Jones, which which I think is important. Step 1A. Step 1A, kill Mac Jones. Yep. Um, he said we're out with the – which was huge. He said no more. I don't want any finger pointers. Like I don't want any crybabies in the locker room, which seems Good. direct Mac Jones, but maybe also towards like Trent Brown and yeah. – the receiving core that were yeah. kind of busy. so that's huge. I don't like any of those guys, so get rid of them. Yeah. Um, um, overall, I'm with it. They said uh, Edelman went on Coward today and was talking about how, uh, like they all they just called him like Gerard Belichick, like throughout. Yeah. Like that, the yeah. Morning, which is yeah. like good in the in the sense of like, I I need like the the gene like Bill Belichick was always like a genius even at the end, and it's like if we can get a little bit of that still, that's that's absolutely huge. So. I mean, I think we're all in. This is huge. We're making a step in the right direction. And it seems like Mayo, when he was asked about, like, returning to a championship-level team or getting back to the playoffs, he was like, we're still in the – we're still, like, seeing what we got, and we're going to go from there. Like, it's obviously a long process. So we're just working on, like, building leaders, building the foundation, which is – I mean, if we're talking rebuild, which is what we are, that's – he's got the right idea. It's tough yeah. because coming off of the Patriots' greatness, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady – you don't want to admit that we're rebuilding. Same thing that the Red Sox should be doing, but they're not. Um, but it seems like Mayo has the right idea, like drop the quarterback. Yeah, which is huge. Again, again, and it also seemed like it's so. It was so funny, like listening to him talk because you could tell he wasn't going to take any shots at Bill, but you could tell like the way he was talking he about kinda, them. Like he kind of did. I know he kind of did. He kind of did. But like, but he was never like Bill did things this way. I'm not doing it that way. He like kind of subtly was like. He took no like, direction. He definitely yeah. took some, yeah. Yeah. And like, even that, the clip we just played, it was like the, the undertone was that of that was like, yeah, we're not fucking around. We're just going to take the best quarterback available because of course we should. And that's like what we say all the time. It's like, why would you not select George Pickens, the best receiver on the best college team? Like just what? Just take the best guys. And we know yeah. football better than, and so just take the best guys. Listen, anyone, like, anyone. We've we know the it. game better for years. Just take the best yeah. guy. Take the best guy. So that's very refreshing. Um, I think that's all I have on Mayo. I'm pumped to see where it goes. Uh, they interviewed a the Falcons special teams coordinator to be their special teams coordinator. Um, I'm not don't have the numbers on how the Falcons special teams were this year, but probably could be interesting or something. I feel like they always NFC South's always good for returning punts. I feel right. 
Yeah, I feel I feel that way too. Jones, maybe that's probably yeah. Um, do we want to? We we're 17 minutes in and we don't even need to worry about a camera turning off. So, not do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk a little Belichick? Just the yeah, stuff going on yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he yeah. interviewed with the Falcons, which is crazy. Falcons, um, uh, absurd headline to see. And and how about a what a comeback for them? So the Falcons <laughs> thing for me is it only makes sense because of the owner. Everything else, I'm very not. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. The owner, it's like like if Bill, if Bill's going for just like who I, I need, like a great boss. Okay, Arthur Blank is a really good owner, but I don't get the roster. I don't get the structure. The roster has some interesting pieces, but again, there's no quarterback. I have a little hypothetical for you. Okay. Well, I've I've some more about the Falcons if you want to. Yeah, hypothetical for the Falcons. Is okay, all go ahead. Far away. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What if? What if? They trade the eighth pick because we know Belichick loves trading down mm-hmm. for Dak Prescott. Who says who says no faster? Dallas uh, or Atlanta? Jeez. Right? With Bel I'm t- I'm saying with Belichick in charge. It's not like a move I would make. I'm trying to see like would a Belichick led Atlanta Falcons potentially do something like that. With Dak? It's not crazy. You know? Right? And it's like they're they're I think I don't think they're paying anyone anymore. So I think they're probably one of the only teams that can really afford his contract right now. For me, it's him or Kirk. Kirk, I was going to say Kirk, unless you can get a veteran guy like that, either through trading or signing yeah. someone that's out there. Um, the only thing, the only reason I could see him going there, obviously the owner, but it's because he'd have full control of everything and they have a lot of cap room. So if they brought him in, he could obviously bring in his sons, bring in everyone, bring in his special teams guys, bring in probably Bill O'Brien, bring yep. in um, – uh, that as well run to run the offense yeah and then and then he would just kind of have what he wants like i don't think he would get that at many other teams that are True. stacked right now yeah he was saying he, would to, he said he wants to like this was a report right he wants to go to a talented team that has underachieved i wouldn't oh, okay. define the falcons as talented um mm. that's the only thing it's like they have, don't have a quarterback you can't win right. a football game without a quarterback so yeah no, but I know, that's why I'm like, does he really want to go through that again? Unless they're like, hey, we're gonna make a trade. I don't know because the division shit. He could definitely win the division, right? Which I think that is that's another thing. He absolutely cares about the division simply because, like, obviously he does. He's a smart guy. And there's been countless interviews, but like one, he had all of his success with the abominable AFC East, and there's a mic'd up clip of him and Saban in like '06, whenever Saban was with the Dolphins, and it was them chatting before the game. Obviously, they're super close. And he's like, dude, I'm so pissed you're in the division. And it's like, that was like the first thing he said. And it's like, yeah. of course, that's like, so I think that is really how he's, how he talks or how he thinks. I think he, he would, that'd be a benefit. I just don't know if he, unless he has a real plan to get a good quarterback. I don't, but also the past couple of years, he's, he thinks he can win football games without a quarterback. So maybe he thinks with like a Taylor Heineke or I don't know. I just can't see yeah, him maybe drafting just- Trading up, drafting a guy, and developing him because he's seventy three, and if he's going to go coach somewhere, he wants to win now. That's what I'm saying. Kirk Cousins just feels like the perfect Belichick quarterback, doesn't he? It does. It does. he really does. But I think he I think I'm a. You got to get some more I, weapons. You got to get some. Yeah, I think I'm out on the Cowboys thing from a realism perspective. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Also, um, Bill Belichick is so close with. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. Really? That's right. He right. is. And Jimmy Johnson yeah. couldn't get out of the house quicker. 
Oh yeah, no, that the situation he hated, was he hated Jerry Jones because he hated Jerry Jones. So why would Bill Belichick, knowing that, be like, yeah, let's go deal with this owner? And then I hate talking. I hate owners. So like, why would he? Yeah, and and Jerry Jones and Kraft hate each other. Like, so it's right. like, and like, look at all the quarterbacks. He would love coaching Michael Parsons. He would love that. That would be his absolute dream. That he's yeah, literally LT two but more. Slow. I don't think there's any. Yeah. I don't think there's any ideal landing spot. No, no. I I really think like if the Eagles job came open, I think that would be the best job for him because conversely, Jeffrey Laurie, the owner of the Eagles and Kraft, are like super tight. And right. now you have Howie Roseman there, and so Belichick wouldn't get to be the GM. But you'd have to think that Belichick would respect the hell out of Howie Roseman. He's probably the best GM in football. Edelman said today that he would. Like that's he he endorses the Eagles thing, and obviously that roster is great. Now the the thing that deters me from that is a mic'd up clip I saw this morning of when they played in Philly, probably 10, 15 years ago, talking to Brady before the game, and he was just like, "I hate Philadelphia." Like, yeah. yeah, he was like, "I can't cheer for anything in Philadelphia other than the national anthem." So. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I just yeah, did yeah. not think I still think he's gonna retire. I did not think he was gonna go anywhere and now the Falcons are interviewing him. I'm not sure if he's just doing it to do it to see what it's like, but there's a there's two parts of me like I really there's a part of me that I think he really doesn't coach this year, regardless if he retires or not. Like he doesn't coach this next year. Then at he's the same time like I'm seeing five. I know, right? I know. It's crazy. But then I'm seeing like these, like, it's like, oh, they're just interviewing him already for three and a half hours. Then I'm like, okay, no, he's, he just still wants the coach. So I could also see him being like, let me go to Atlanta, bring my kids with me. I'll retire. One of them goes coaches somewhere else. The other one takes over for me. And then I run the NFL. Cause like, he just loves football. Like he wants to get yeah. his kids. Like I could see him giving his kids jobs like that. Yeah. That is definitely. Like Steven, what's the other one's name? Steve Belichick, and then is the other one even around anymore? Yeah, he was on the Patriots staff this year. Oh, he still is? I forget his name. Uh, He was third-string quarterback. Um, But I could totally see him, I could totally see him, like, making sure Steve has a job, which I think he'll have a job anyway. Apparently, the Patriots offered them both. Yeah. Like, extended them, so. I don't know. Um, Yeah, which is insane. The, uh... Yeah, I think honestly right now, if I had to lean one team, I guess it'd have to be Atlanta just because they actually interviewed him. But still, I think it's pretty nuts. All right. I'm going to go – if I had to pick one team, I'm going to go um, the Navy lacrosse team. That that 100%. 100%. If I had to pick a team. If I had to pick a team. 100%. I think your point about him getting full control, though, is, is really um, – That's the only enticing part about Atlanta. And I think that's huge. I think that's very important. Run everything. Bring in whatever coaches you want. You have unlimited salary. Not that he's ever going to spend it. Yeah. So true. So true. And the division's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think. think Atlanta, the owner, just wants to win football games. Yeah. And he's getting up there, too, all of a sudden. Yeah. Just bring in the greatest coach of all time. It's a win-win. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes sense to me. Kind yeah, me too. It's starting again. Nothing makes like a hundred percent, but Atlanta's got like four, four or five things that make sense compared you to like, the other teams. like Bill Belichick signed with Atlanta, brought in all of his boys, and Everyone. then like somehow acquired a Dak Prescott, a veteran quarterback like that. I'd be like, they're going to win the division and probably a couple of playoff games. So, yeah, 
Yep, agree. Agree for sure. All right, well, we'll see. We'll keep you updated on that. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then talk maybe some more playoff football. All right, we are back from our break. We just massaged each other sexually. Virtually, virtually through the, through virtually. the podcast online. recording. Online, 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 online. Um, um, so it was playoff week in the NFL, super wild card weekend. Uh, some, yes. some of the games were like horrible, and then some of the games were really good. Um, a lot of a lot of unexpected wins, I think I'll say. Which, by yeah. the way, I only got one game wrong. That's huge. I got the Green Bay, I got the Cowboys game completely correct, so I'm pumped about that. Everything that was else the only one I got wrong. Every other game, I guessed right. Yep, I was well, pretty wrong. About it. You don't have to listen to me, but if you want to make money, right, 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 right. Of course. The um, it's funny. Like we can just if we want to start with Bucks Eagles, just because that's most recently on my mind. That was like one of the most remarkable games I've watched in a while. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing. I was like flipping between maybe the Celtics were on, but mm-hmm. they were on. Yeah, that was. I mean, the Eagles. Insane. We you were talking about the you know drop in product in terms of like football, and it, was there a better display of that than on Monday? Like I remember just watching that and be like, no one can catch or tackle. No one can just do the basic things. It was insane, and it kept happening. Even the Bucks, who played like well, they kept just dropping balls. It was insane. Yeah, Mike Evans dropped like three touchdowns. Yep, and same with the tight end, who had like a good game, but he had like four drops. Yeah, and uh, that I forget what what uh, DB it was for the Eagles was it James Bradbury who missed that tackle. I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah it was Bradbury. Yeah. It was like their. I mean, game. that was terrible. That was terrible. Insane. The Matt Patricia effect. Dude, unbelievable. We can. Get, I, I have some stuff on Matt Patricia, uh, but before I get into it, like. They were saying, that's how you know it's crazy. Like, even before they started talking about it on the broadcast, like, when I'm noticing something, like, football-wise, that's insane. Yeah. Like, that's insane. I shouldn't that's be able insane. to notice schemes. I've never played, like, tackle football in my life. I should not be able to notice, like, something happen, like happening, like, within the play-style play calling. Like, it was right. crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's, crazy. That is true. We should not be able to call out something that's happening on the TV. And then afterwards, the analyze, like, the analysts are like, yeah, this is what went wrong. Yeah, that no, 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 that's a red flag. Shouldn't happen. That should be um, so, that's reaffirming yeah. that we could coach a football team. Yeah, exactly. Um, why on earth, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, would you ever hire Matt Patricia to do anything? Like that, no. unbelievable. We could have told you that. Anyone in the NFL. Anyone. I mean, it was like insane. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to like take you back to what happened. I think it was actually an overreaction. So Philly is, is 10 and 1, right? Heading into like week 12. Ten and one, clearly one of the best teams in the league at the time. We said the only teams that could actually win it are like them, the Chiefs, and the 49ers. and it was like clear cut yeah. at mm-hmm. that time. They get killed by the Cowboys and the 49ers in back to back games. And the the Bills. No, they beat the Bills. That's what's crazy. Oh, so oh, okay. So I'm sorry. Let me rewind. They're so they're ten and one. They've beaten the Chiefs, the Bills. The Dolphins, the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cowboys. That is that that is seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Those are six playoff teams. Six playoff teams they beat. We talk about so many teams that are fraudulent because they haven't beaten anybody. The Eagles have had like amazing wins up until this point. Yeah, really. Two terrible games. They've had two terrible games. They get blown out. They relieve their D coordinator of play calling duties and they hire Matt Patricia to run the defense and call the plays. Here's what happened following that decision. One and four. Lose to the Seahawks, who didn't make the playoffs, 20 to 17. 
They beat the Giants, but they let them 33 to 25. So they let up 25 points to the Giants. They lose to the Cardinals, who scored 35 points on them, and they could not stop the run. They lose to the Giants, the pitiful Giants. They lose 27 to 10. Unbelievable. And then here's the playoff game. They get destroyed by the Bucks, 33 to 32 to 9, in one of the most pathetic defensive performances I've ever seen in my life. And who else could possibly be responsible for that? It's one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in like a football season. And maybe, and maybe sports as a whole. And maybe sports. When it ter- like, and it's not like this is out of the blue. It's not like this is some random guy who they hired and it's like, wow, it turns out he was horrible. No, he's he's been actively horrible for the last five years. What were you thinking? Like way longer than that. He's been terrible forever. I mean, yeah, honestly, forever. Obviously, with the Patriots, he was good, but that's not. He wasn't in charge of anything there. Like no, was, no, and also with the Patriots, it's like you were working directly under Bill. Yeah. You were also had like Gerard Mayo, the current head coach of the Patriots. Brian Flores on your staff as well. And like a bunch, like that staff was loaded. So it's like, I know. Like how much of everybody? He was on the Lions. It was just like, they didn't win a game for like, I think that was the seat. No, no, that wasn't the season. That was Dan Campbell's first year when they got like one win. Um, I don't, I think that was Patricia's last year because then they fired him after. They fired him halfway through the season. He didn't even make the season. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, he's terrible. I don't know why you would ever do that. I could, you should just ask us. We would have been like, don't do that. That's dumb. Don't do that. Hey, Matt and Quinn, Wagon Podcast. We're thinking about, you guys are Boston guys. We're thinking about hiring Matt Patricia. Don't, don't do it. What are you fucking It'd be the worst thing that you'll ever do. Are you really that dumb? Yeah, insane. I thought you were smart, Howie Rosman. Why don't you just not call plays at all and just send send the guys out there? And like, why didn't you just, just keep going with the guy who's there? Like, just, I know, I know someone had to change it, but like, geez, any other guy, it seems. Um, they were bad. Yeah. I mean, it was remarkable. And it's like, it goes back to the Lions thing. Like when he was the head coach of the Lions, you could just kind of tell like guys were not happy. You know what I mean? Like no one, no one got the sense they were buying in there. And that's what it looked like, like watching the game. Like, how can you not tackle? That's insane. He also looks so dumb when he's like chewing on his pencil and he's like got it in his ear and he's like, huh, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. I can't like, stop anyone. I couldn't, he couldn't stop 11 Helen Kellers. No, no, literally no. Like I could, I think I could have like broken out a route for like 26 yards on that defense. Over the middle of the field too. Yeah. In the middle of the field. Oh my God. It was crazy. It was Um, was bad. But shout out also shout out Baker Mayfield. He's a stud. He's a winner. So Baker Mayfield has had, been getting a lot of what? I said he's been getting a lot of praise. He deserves it. Deserved. So he has had eight different head coaches in his career. Obviously quite the crazy run that he's been on. Cleveland is not exactly an organization known for developing quarterbacks. He right. has as many playoff victories as Dak Prescott. That's what I was just going to say. As many as Dak yep. Prescott. And yep. more than one Lamar Jackson. So It's awesome. Football. Yeah, it's he's a winner. He's and we love him. Last year. What's up? He's playing scout team defense for the Panthers last year. Yeah. And that, I mean, remember the Rams thing? That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's like McVay. McVay may have single-handedly turned his career around, which is awesome. McVay is such an underratedly great coach. How is he underrated? It's insane, but he is. He is. He's like in like honest, maybe the best coach in the NFL, and he just yeah. Like this year, it was crazy, but whatever. The Rams this year is crazy, and we can we can transition to that game a little bit. One last thing before we transition to that game. Yeah. We, me especially, I'm always like offensive coaches, offensive coaches, offensive coaches. This weekend. 
Todd Bowles, D'Amico Ryans, and Sean McDermott all won games. Half the coaches that won were defensive coaches. So yeah, I mean they, but they all have been giving. Uh, they've been allowing their offensive minds to work in the system. Like that's not what we, the Patriots had with a defensive coach. So it's a little different, but I agree. I mean, I think defense still wins championships. We were talking about it last week or a couple weeks ago. Like some, like the scoring is down. The like offensive play, like is not as good as it has been. Quarterbacks are getting hurt. So if you have a good deep defensive team, like you're going to be in a lot of games. Yeah. For sure. So transitioning to the Rams game, this is just a really good game. Of course, this is the one game that I couldn't watch because I'm still getting my stuff like situated here. And right. for what I, I think that game, I forget what channel that was on, but whatever was on, it just NBC. I think it was not having yeah. it. I just couldn't couldn't connect. So I was, yeah. I was streaming it for a while, but that kept crashing. Um, this is like a crazy McVay season because like he was supposed. Remember all that stuff in the off season, like. He won the Super Bowl and he's peak, peak. Like he had all the praise coming up, youngest coach ever, yada, yada, yada. Wins the Super Bowl, has kind of a weird season last year. People are leaving. They're kind of finally paying the bill for going so all in on that Super Bowl run. And they're like, this team's going to be bad. Like this team's a really bad roster. We don't really know what we got with Stafford. Like, they have no receivers. Yeah. People are hurt. No receivers. Like uh, Cooper Cup's hurt. Like everyone's hurt. McVeigh might be going to TV. McVeigh's like kind of seems like he's like kind of done with it. Might be going to TV. Right. All of a sudden, they're like a couple plays away from winning a playoff game. Right. And they honestly, some could argue they should have. There was a lot of, of yeah. uh, cry about the refs, which, whatever. I mean, that's just football. That's just sports. I think if the refs are going to rig a game, at least do it for the Lions. They deserve it. So right. I'm fine right. with that. That was great. Yeah, that, that works great. for me. I love, but just crazy. Off, first off, Detroit, I love you as a city. Yes. And I'm jealous. Um, yeah, they just deserve that win, whether or not the refs made a couple calls that may have been bad. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's the story year after year. So I wouldn't hang your hat on that if you're a Rams fan. And I can't imagine too many Rams fans care that much because they shouldn't have been in the playoffs and they're probably on the sidewalk doing nothing, like you say. So Right. They're all just chilling here. Uh, Chad Ryland drafted over Puka Nakua. So. Yes. Yep. Greatest awesome. season. One of the best rookie seasons ever. He's crazy. He loves hitting that B button. He just spins all yeah. the time. He's great. Now, yeah. Which is crazy because he, I mean, Jamar Chase probably had a better rookie season. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure numbers wise how, how it's stacked up, but yeah, whatever Jamar it is. Th- but Jamar Chase was also supposed to be great. Oh, yeah. Jamar was like top. Random top dude four. that, this is some random, like, unath- not unathletic, but like some mediocre receiver at a BYU who turned into a. Like, I'm going to draft him in the first round of fantasy football next year. That's what's crazy um, just about, like, the Rams are so smart. And that's how you can tell smart organizations is when the roster stinks. It's a rebuilding year, and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs about to win a playoff game. That clip that comes out of Les Snead and Sean McVay at the draft, whenever they drafted him, like the fifth or sixth round, and they're yeah, like, oh, dude, we just got the – we just got the – we just won the draft with that pick. And it was like, oh, they were right months ago before you even put on an NFL jersey. Crazy. Yeah. Yep, seven yeah, interview with the Patriots. So, um, what, what, what was that? He said in an interview he would have liked to be a Patriot. Yep. So. Hey, I think that I think that that frustration is going to start changing for us. But I think so too. Anyway, um, Texans Browns. Texans Browns. The Joe Flacco experiment ended like I predicted. Uh, yes. CJ Stroud is a winner. Demico Ryan's. I yep. mean, CJ Stroud is maybe a top three quarterback in the. He will be not crazy. He's not now. There's a lot of injuries and shit, but like 
he just throws the ball right on the numbers every time. Every fucking time. Mm-hmm. He makes plays. He's yep. just, what he does. What's um what's been wild watching that is like when it's going right for the Texans, which has been more often than not this year, and we saw it last weekend, it looks so easy for him. So easy. So easy. So, so easy. Like he's uh, like he's hurt he's Herbert, but with like just doing it on the bigger stage. Like rookie year wise, yeah. I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out the guy that made that test at the draft. Um Got me. Got me. I, th- I mean, I, th- I thought there were all the red flags in the world on this kid coming out of the draft, and I, and I couldn't have been more wrong. I was all over it. I was all over it. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. No, he was awesome. Um, uh, good upset there, even though they were home. So, I don't know. Yeah. Upset uh, you, had a, you had a crazy question about CJ. Oh, I did. Yes. Um, well, first, I'd like to say, if you're Bobby Slowick in the Texas organization – why would you go leave to coach a shitty team with no players when you could work with D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud and all these young guys for the next 10, 15 years and build the dynasty down in Houston? Because you could be remembered as a legend or you could go coach the Panthers or the Commanders with a terrible organization, um, switching owners constantly, and you don't know what's going to happen. And then next thing you know, you're out of a job and it's like, well, now my legacy yep. is tarnished. When you could yep. become like, uh, one of the best the minds in the game. Yeah, especially because he's, you know, he's already, you know, this is his first year as a coordinator. So it's like, if I'm him, there is no way I'm leaving. Because it's like, yeah, I'll just keep, keep balling. For the same I, get getting head coach, I get getting that, like the head coach offer and taking more money. But if I was him, I'd be like, dude, just give me more money to stay here and we can win Super Bowls. Yeah. Like you build the defense, I'll build the offense and we can, we can do this thing. That's what yeah, I would do. I would do that offense. too. The McDaniels <laughs> thing. And like, again, we've said it like, as of now. None of these jobs are good. Like none of these no. jobs are good. So absolutely not. The the Houston no. offensive coordinator job is better than every single head coaching opening as of today. I would like to, the ability the, to coach CJ Stroud is better than going down and coaching some bum Carolina. You know. Yeah. Whoever. Some terrible, yeah. terrible quarterback. Okay. Like well, there, he's one. who? Uh, someone analyzed him the other day. Bryce Young in that last game, like I told you about. Now they didn't score any points. Did it come back that he was short? He's short, but he was making throws. Okay, he was making throws. Now they didn't score any points, but I'm telling you, you get you get some you get some stuff around uh, Bryce Young down there in Carolina. It's not it's not over for him. I mean, Bailey Zappi makes throws. I I make throws. That's that's true. That's fair. Um, Um, What else? My real question. My real question here is, if you were the Ravens. And say the Texans front office calls you and they're like, hey, we love Lamar Jackson. We'd like to have him here in Houston. We'll give you CJ Stroud. Yes or no? What are you saying? Uh, it's a crazy question. It's a crazy question. We were talking about, we were talking about the other week, um, Lamar Jackson being a Hall of Famer already. He's going to have two MVPs. And if he wins the Super Bowl, what, at the same time, he has one playoff win. He hasn't started a playoff game since 2020. You know, how long are his legs going to last? So, it's not a crazy question. I personally wouldn't do it just because that's how their team's kind of built around Lamar. But also, I think there's only a handful of quarterbacks, maybe three, that I wouldn't trade for CJ Stroud. Yeah. What's crazy is I would do it. I would I would take Stroud over Lamar today. And that I don't know if that's the right decision. And like um it's just I've I'm like I've been 
I've been recognizing my own bias and well, I've been like recognizing the everyone's bias, like all season yet. I still clearly have it. Cause I just said that like, there's yeah. so much negative rhetoric about Lamar for whatever reason, just his play style yet. He wins 80% of his games. He's going to win his second MVP and he's the one seed and has a really significant chance to be a Super Bowl champion by the end of the season. And yet here I am saying, I want some rookie who's played well over him. And I, I don't know why I do that, but it's, that's how I'm feeling. It's crazy. I, though. I, it's crazy it is crazy to say because he's a rookie, but at the same time, dude, he's, he's a baller. It is. Lamar is just peak. Like what else would you like me to do? And it's like, I'd like you to win a playoff game or two. That's probably it. But then fair, past that. Fair ask. Fair ask. Yeah. I think. Fair fair ask. Ask. Yeah. But I mean, but He's peak football. Um, the stuff yeah, about Stroud, we talk about Aura. He 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 has it. I mean, and he he went on McAfee a couple of days ago um, before the game, and he was just like, "All right, all right, cool." Because they were like, "Oh, they're doubting us." Cool. Like he's dope. He's dope. He's a gamer. He's not the swagger. Although that being said, we'll get into predictions in a little bit, which we can probably transfer uh, that way. But I think the the Ravens are just going to smoke them. Me too. Me too. I think but they're going to smoke. We can get to that. Uh, what other games? Quick games. Cowboys are done. Cowboys are done. So Green Bay got it right again. That was one thing that you've been on, and I, I, I. To be fair, to credit to me, I jumped on your bandwagon. I, you pretty did. early you did. on. Pretty early on. I, I was high on Jordan Love. Just having a guy that's been able to sit behind Aaron Rodgers is going to be good at football. That's Plays like him too. Those back, that, those back foot throws look the exact same. Yeah, yeah. I think it's also cool that they. We're like, we're just going to trust these young receivers and our quarterback will make them better. And it actually happened. It actually worked. It actually worked. Yeah. Just and that, like, that wouldn't have worked with Aaron Rodgers because he's just like, I hate young people. And yeah. it's like, okay. Like, I'm just going to throw it to Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I need Randall Cobb. I need him. Yeah. I need him. I need it's wild. Um, um, yeah, love has reminded me a lot of uh, Thanksgiving. That Thanksgiving yeah. game with the Lions. Like, and it's really been since then. Like, crazy. It's literally the opposite of like the Eagles, like, had one of the most remarkable downfalls I've ever seen this season. And the yep. Packers are just like all of a sudden really good. And it's like the complete opposite direction. It's wild. Yeah. Same thing with the Rams. I mean, they've obviously been good in the past, but they turned it around right around halfway through the season. It's, you got to get hot at the right times, which is, it's yeah. clearly the point with that. Um, I'm in on the Packers. I just, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like they're a young team. Same with the Texans that like prove themselves. Overachieving. They can't probably can't win a Super Bowl. They've proved themselves, and then like next year, next two years, it's gonna be like, all right, we got something going here. Yeah, and they're not signing any free agent. Like that, that's with no, and they they don't really sign free agents to begin with because no one wants to go to Green Bay. But they made right. no free agent signings, and usually because they're in they're in cap trouble with that Rogers contract still, right. and 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 they're doing this this. It's it's just you know hats off to them. Jordan Love is awesome. I mean, I'm I'm really gonna have to sit down and think about these QB rankings, like once yeah. the dust settles here. I mean, like how how much how many quarterbacks would you rather have over Jordan Love right now? Would you rather have Jared Goff over Jordan Love? Oh. Right? Like I don't know. Well, like going forward or like in a game? Yeah, I mean, like today. Oh, I'd rather have I'd rather have Jordan Love. Would yeah. you rather and even have, today though? Even today, who's would better? You have Joe Burrow. Yes. 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 Injury history, he's been so hurt. I know, I know, but he's he, he's gonna. I know he's been so hurt, but no, yes, that's... they were terrible. They start every year terribly. I know, I know. They have to I'm, sneak into the wild card spot, and they they had one one miraculous play, like playoff run, and it's starting to look like the Eagles thing, where it's like Jalen Hurts is he really that good? 
Could Joe Burrow just be Joe Flacco? I mean, are all Joes the same? Potentially. Potentially in Montana. Um, um, other game. Dolphins, which it feels like everyone in the world was like, the Dolphins can't play in the cold weather and they couldn't, which is a bummer. Yep. Their defense was banged up. They haven't beaten any good teams. Uh, the thing that I really took from that game was, uh, once again, cashing in on our fraud uh, thing being correct. And also, me, a Mike McDaniel guy, I in the second half, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? Yeah, I know. Why I mean, this? the cold weather thing's weird. I don't know. Their defense was banged up. I don't... But just the offensive play calling, they just kept calling these, like, bubble screens. I know. Like, Can we just throw the ball a little bit? Like, I don't know. This is weird. I know. This, it's just weird. Yeah, it was they couldn't weird. get anything going. To, uh, it was such, so, that's one of those games where I was like, damn, Dolphins fans. Oh, I would yeah. really hate to be a Dolphins fan right now. You no, know, Frank the Tank. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I love poor that guy. guy. What's love interesting him. is uh, Nick Wright brought this up. Like, no one's really impressed that the Chiefs, how the Chiefs won or anything. Like, there's a lot of other, like, impressness going around, not really for the Chiefs. And it's like, they just, like, destroyed the Dolphins. You know what I mean? And it's like. Yeah. It, but, like, I get you know the argument. Weird? It's like home field advantage. You know what's weird? Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 40 times. That's crazy. That's and it was, crazy. like, zero degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. What's weird is, like, some scores, like, look way better than other scores, yet they're, like, more points. Like, for some reason, 26 to 9, I'm just like, eh. But then what yeah. if, if it was, like, 34 to 21, I'd be like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. But, like, 26 to 9 is more points. So. It's more points? Like, they beat them by more points. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just weird. Um, no. I don't know. We'll see. The Chiefs could just do the Chiefs thing. Like, this is they're, a year – if you're going off, like, the Patriots dynasty, this is a year the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Exactly. They're they're the 2018 Patriots. They are. Yeah. No one – Really good ever, defense. All-time greats on offense. Not really productive, but they're just winners, all-time greats, like Patriots had Brady, Gronk, and Edelman. They'll yeah. figure it out. The defense was really good. The Chiefs' defense is really good. We'll Reminds see. me a lot of them. I could totally see, like, Travis Kelsey just being good again. Yeah, Travis Kelsey making, like, two huge plays in the Super Bowl. It's like, yeah, probably. Probably. So, which... If, like, yeah, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all. Uh, so Bill Steelers? Uh, Bill Steelers, which no one thought the Steelers were going to win. I mean, they just don't have a quarterback. And they're. I don't think T.J. Watt played. No, he didn't. And Mike Tomlin is a good coach, but, like, hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. I know, so, but give this guy a quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, go get one. So true. So true. Yeah. I don't know. So true. I, yeah, I, the, the um... Bills, and also the Bills against like they were ten point favorites and they couldn't convincingly win. I think they won by twelve or something, but like I think it was just a one score game in the fourth quarter. So the Steelers had a chance. Yep. Yeah, which is if we want to get into next week, I have something about the Bills. It's like Bills Chiefs in the playoffs. This is what we've been hoping for the next era of quarterbacks and it doesn't seem like it's going to be that good of a game. Um, how so? What makes you say that? Well, it's just like in the years past, like they had that playoff game, which was unreal. Remember every drive, there was like 20 points in the last two minutes. This game, it's like both quarterbacks aren't playing as good. The offenses aren't as good. It's going to be freezing. Bill's defense is weird. It just doesn't seem like what we like when I was watching that game two years ago, I was like, every game between these two is going to be amazing for the rest of eternity. And now, like, the week of this game, I'm like, I don't 
think this is going to be that good of a game. It could be yeah. awesome, but it's like the Chiefs have been weird this year, and the Bills first like were almost eliminated from the playoffs. Yep. Like yep. they're they were either a two seed or out of the playoffs, and they're a two seed, so they have home field advantage. But I don't think they're a two seed. Like they're playing like a two seed. Yeah, for me, the only cool wrinkle in this game is that it's at Buffalo, and we haven't seen this matchup at Buffalo yet. I'm like that. I'm intrigued by it, but I completely agree that I'm like this isn't this is not the teams that they've been. And again, with the Buffalo thing, it's like everyone is just so pumped about Buffalo, and they're like, yeah, they just you know they got their stuff back with the playoffs, and it's like, yeah, that Josh Allen play was great. That uh, Khalil Shakir play was great. But again, the Steelers with Mason Rudolph were in a position to win the game. Like they're barely no. winning. Like it's was, not, I'm not convinced. Yet. The Chiefs would have won that game. Yes, of course, of course yeah. they would have. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I'm not. I'm not there yet. I feel super confident that this is going to be a shootout. Not at all. Oh, not at all. Again, a 26 to nine game. Again, like that type of game. Not, yeah. not crazy at all. Not crazy yeah. at all. Um, any other games that happened? Uh, I feel like we're no. Missing I think we got them all. No, did we get them all? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all. Um, any quick predictions? I think I don't really have much predictions wise. I have no idea what's going to happen in the Lions Bucks game. Um, Lions Bucks game. Bucks are at home. Which if they win and the Packers, what? What did I say? I Bucks are at home. No, Lions are at home. Oh, Lions are at home. Excuse me. Yeah. How about Lions you said that interviewer question? That was awesome. What's up? Did you see that interviewer question? That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Ask Todd Bowles. Uh, it's going to be like 10 oh yes, yes, yes. How are you going to yeah. factor in the elements? What? Yeah. How about you know. lose your job, lady? Yep. Jesus. Um, if the if the Bucks win, and well, basically, if the Niners lose, we'll have a a championship game either at Green Bay. No, we won't have it at Green Bay. It'll either be in Detroit or at Tampa, which is so weird. That's so strange. Oh, yeah, you're right. That would be so insane. I think I think if any team can pull an upset, it's the Bucks over the Lions. I don't really see it happening but as far as like the other games there's two one seeds and then the other game is the chiefs bills which i'd say there's no real upset there so the the bucks could easily go out there and score six points or they could be the team where they're in a dog race like it's just constant scoring a weird game yeah they're they blitz heavy that's their thing and i guess jared goff is a little bit worse against the blitz so that's going their way and the Lions' secondary is kind of questionable, mm-hmm. and right. I mean the the Bucks can throw the ball, so yeah. that's the only reason I think he's got his work cut out for him. I'm going to be a Lions fan for the rest of the playoffs just because I want Jared. I like Jared Goff. I like Dan Campbell, yeah. and our um, former competitor teammate played football with. He's on the team is on yep. the team. I love Amara St. Brown, so I just hope they. Jameer Gibbs is. Cool. That's who I'm rooting for. Yeah, uh, quick just predictions. I should have looked what they the Ravens and Texans played, and I think it was an interesting game. I feel, I want to say like the Ravens pulled away, but I feel like the Texans had some shots there. The Ravens won, and no, the overtime game was with the Rams. It was close. It was close. The Ravens oh, it was did too, right? Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna look real quick here. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, it was the first game. That's right. It was the first game, 25 to 9. Uh, but I feel like it was closer than 25 to 9. But also uh, it's like your first game in the yeah. NFL. CJ Stroud and you're going yeah. playing yeah, in Baltimore. That's impossible. Yeah. I'm gonna go Ravens, Chiefs, Lions, 49ers. Um, three home teams. Safe picks. Okay. But that's what I think is gonna happen. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 
Ravens, Bills. Really? I hate Taylor Swift. Yeah. Okay. Love Ravens. Her. I love her. Ravens, Bills. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna go 49ers and well, I said I'm a Lions fan, so I kind of have to yeah. take them. Yeah. But you know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go no, the Packers aren't gonna win. Jair Alexander's hurt, right? He's hurt? I think he yeah, I think he's hurt. Wow, I didn't know that. That's huge. Um but I'll go I'll just go chalk then. I'll go all the favorites. Yeah. Fair, fair, fair. I mean all the home teams are they have an advantage. This is where it counts. So Yeah, very true. Very true. There's gonna be something wild. Um all right. I have just one more quick thing just because our stuff I kinda wanna briefly discuss this just because our stuff kind of got cut last week. Yeah. Um just some like coaching stuff, like non playoff teams. Yeah. Like the Bears and everything. Um yeah, yeah. I guess some more stuff has come out about the Bears and like what they're gonna do with fields and everything. Um I just do not understand what the Bears are doing at all. Yeah, bringing back Eberflus before, uh, like, there's so many good coaches uh, now. It's insane. Like, even even Pete Carroll, I was thinking about it. Pete Carroll, which by the way, Pete Carroll was like, I got fired because nobody here knows like about football. You see him say that? No. He was like, nobody in this organization has any idea what they're doing. So. Okay. John Snyder, who's been there forever, but whatever. Yeah. He was like, these guys are all dum-dums, so whatever. Okay, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Even, even a Pete Carroll, how do you turn that down if you're a Bears fan? You've been terrible for so long. Right. I'm just saying, like, these lists, I'm, these names I'm going to list, there's one name on here that you'll be like, roll your eyes at. But, like, I'm saying the Bears come to them and they're like, we're going to pay you a bunch of money to be our head coach. All of these are conceivable. They are picking Matt Eberflus over Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, and Nick Saban? Like, obviously, that would be insane. But, like, maybe if the, like, maybe if the Bears drove down there and they're like, hey, Nick, here's the proposal. Come and join. He would be like, he would be like, hmm, maybe, you know? And that's, yeah. and that's, and that's the fifth name. On, that's the, yeah, fifth name on that list. And there's that's more. not even mentioning like the normal candidates. There's plenty more. All those offensive guys like Ben Johnson, everyone. Yeah. And that's not even mentioning Ben Johnson, who I think is going to be a great coach. Yep. yep. Like, it's insane. And again, like you, you said this earlier, which I think is absolutely correct. If you're gonna build around Fields, or 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 if you're just gonna keep Eberflus to begin with, you you just keep the same staff, right? Keep some continuity. That's that's really the bargaining chip, and that's when the argument from Bears fans who want to keep Fields. It's like, all right, we're just gonna reset again. Like I get Caleb Williams is good, but like we gotta stop resetting at some point, and it's like fair. So why on earth they've basically cleaned house of everyone on the offensive side of the ball? in Chicago and a lot of, a lot of defensive people too, I think have left. So it's like, what are we doing? So it's like, you have content, you have like the worst version of continuity. It's like the worst possible string of decisions. The bears could have made are they're making. It it blows my mind. And I honestly have no idea what they're going to do. But that's just what, that's just the Chicago bears though. They choose, they make a list of the best things to do and choose the worst every time. Every time. Oh my God. So that's why it's, I mean, it's so intriguing. Like, Oh my God, a team with two picks in the top 10, you know, like, yeah, let's, let's do so. That's, a, that's like me. That's like a, a, you know, a Madden rebuilders dream scenario. And it's like, dude, no, I would love, I would love to sit down with one of these teams that's been terrible for so long. Like say we bring on the, the bears owner on the podcast and um, 98 year old. Like, hey, why don't you just go out and get the best guys? Why don't you do that? Team. And they'd be like, Oh, it's not that simple. Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is. You're a billionaire. 
It is. Yep. You can do it. It, is. it really is that simple. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're big cat. I was uh, big cat was talking about on their last podcast that he's, he's over the fields thing. Cause watching CJ Stroud, like make those throws, he knows Justin Fields just isn't a big game player. So it's not going to happen. Justin Fields stats are remarkably similar to Desmond Ritter's so far. What if what if the Falcons went out and got Justin Fields and Belichick went there? Do you think he would? Here's my thing. Fields does not feel like a, a Belichick quarterback, obviously. And it's like maybe that's because Belichick has just never had a mobile quarterback. I mean, he had Cam, Cam which was cool Cam before he got – Yeah, he got, he got COVID. Um, Max pretty mobile. Yeah, Max really mobile. Max is a speedster. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not crazy. If I'm the Falcons, that's very intriguing. But I saw a thing today where it's like they could get a first-round pick for Justin Fields. I think that's insane. I would never that's do that. Insane. But that was I, would, I, would, in a I would definitely, yeah, bear, Bears would probably decline it. Bears would be like, yeah, we'll go less. We'd yeah. like less. We're going to keep Justin Fields, pay him, and draft the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then. And that's then what I, that's honestly, actually, that's not a crazy thing for them because they've had no right. quarterbacks for 700 yeah. years. Why not just bring in, why not no offensive line, just have 20 quarterbacks. Just figure out, just find the good one. Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels with both those picks. And then draw, and then keep fields. Keep fields. Yep. All it's of so them. crazy. Bring them all in. Bring them all in. Uh, it's crazy. It just frustrates me. Um, the Chargers officially interviewed Jim Harbaugh, yet I just know they're not going to hire him. I know oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. No, Chargers are another one of those teams that's so disappointing because they're like a great well, – now I'm not going to say a great franchise, but it's like L.A., the colors are cool. Justin they're Herbert's good, so cool. Good quarterback. You have a bunch of star players. Like, why not be a good team? And you just can't. Yeah, they're always. Yeah. It's the they're same as the Bears. The Bears are football, but you can't be a good team. You can't do it. It's crazy. But, yeah, that's really all I got. I'm pumped to see where things go. Um, uh, I don't think Harbaugh ends up in, char- in Charger land or anything like that. But, yeah, that's all I have. Oh, I have a, actually a fun, completely unrelated post that I just wanted to share with you about the Pistons. Okay. I know we've kind of been doing some Pistons stuff. Detroit, the subreddit, the Piston subreddit, best place on earth right now. I love Detroit. If you want to, if you want to just go like see some remarkable things. So, um, oh shoot. I think I, uh, this is going to take me a minute. Um, I know I'm so sorry. Cause I, I, I really want to read this whole quote, but I screenshotted the wrong thing. Pistons but, are good. They're going to, uh, win a game probably sometime in the next two months. Yeah, you would think, right? Big trade in the NBA today. Big trade in the NBA. Oh, yeah. They, uh, our resident Raptors fan I live with one is uh, pumped about it because they were. I think everyone was just over Pascal at this point. So they didn't want to repeat of the thing. Three first-rounders for Pascal Siakam. That is crazy. That's great. Um, okay, so here it is. This is the Detroit Pistons subreddit. Uh, credit to Quicksilver2525. His suggestion to improve the Detroit Pistons, uh, it's titled, Just Start Punching People. Here it is. Here's the whole quote. I'm going to read it for you. We are 4-36 and and on pace to become the worst team in NBA history. At this point, think about it. If the worst player on our team, I would say Wiseman, just started punching and beating the shit out of the other team's best player for, let's say, a couple of seconds, what's the worst that could happen? Wiseman gets tossed. He's the worst player on the team, so it wouldn't really matter, and their best player gets hurt. Just imagine Wiseman going complete apeshit on Luka before the teammates and referees get involved. It would be at least three whole seconds, which is a lot of time to break someone's leg or arm if they're really trying hard. Just something to think about as we approach the second half of the season. And I'm all the way in for that idea. I think that's great. That's huge. 
I love that they think they can really turn the season around if they just start hurting the star players. It's awesome. Which I'm in for awesome. as long as as long as it's not versus the Celtics. If every other star player gets hurt, that's fine by me. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, great for us. I think it's a really something to look into. I just love that this is the state of the Detroit Pistons fan base. It's amazing. I mean, don't they have the – wasn't that the – there's another subreddit or another post about it where it's like if we just kill half of our team, we like yep. – what is it? There's, there's a, like an automatic redraft of the NBA yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. So they were like, what if we just kill half of our players? That's Then we'd get maybe like Jamal Murray or something. Yep. I mean, yeah, no, it's like the yeah. it's like the plane crash like rule or whatever. Just kill right. half your players and like well, if yeah, half your team dies, there's an automatic redraft in the NBA, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so awesome. That's um, so funny. This is it's great. I mean, it's great. That that's the part of the that's part of the internet that is just. Oh, it's also it's also great that they have the highest paid head coach in NBA history. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just I didn't even see this, but the second okay. post in this little subreddit is yeah. by the way this is just detroit pistons r slash detroit love reddit. reddit is my new favorite app the players should start singing on defense and i think it's just to try and distract them again any if anything to get the guys going i don't i don't see yeah. a problem with that i don't it's, see a problem at all yeah it's really sweet it's really sweet i think you'd go for like a little pants pants the other players or something like you gotta switch it up they should just, they should bring in one of the globetrotters guys right just any again yeah. anything anything yeah well monty is you know highest paid coach in the league so all right that's the show i think that was a great show first first remote show i think it was great really good stuff should work really out good. smoothly I'm sure there'll be no problems at all yep none 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 never is with us all right well i'll see you soon well i'll, I'll maybe aim to record uh, a little earlier next week after the playoff games yeah. i'm not doing anything so i start school next week i start, start school is technically tomorrow but 8 a.m 8 a.m. on Tuesdays, I got bio lab. Oh. Biology 2. Bio 2. Okay. Okay, please. All right. All right. Thank you, Jordan.